he's back from over a year-long radio hiatus. Point one, it's time for Hugh Freeze to break out the African prayer candles. We know how much you've missed him, Tennessee. Point two, I couldn't name four Kenny Chesney songs I've liked since the good stuff. Hell no, you can't get back in the fan base. So he's bringing you an all-new podcast coming straight from the heart of Knoxville. Point three, anyone with half a damn brain saw this coming back in 2013. So you can shut the hell up. He's the hardest working man in America that doesn't drink beer. He's looking for a woman with a good insurance policy. And you can always find him on the second floor somewhere getting shoulder rubs. His name is John Reed, and this is Reed's Ranch. Point four, Florida, you can go to hell. Reed's Ranch. The podcasts were up and live. Seth Hughes, John Reed, Davis Stuttered. Seth, the streak's up. The streak's over, buddy. It's over. It's over. How do you feel? Uh, I mean, it's it's an amazing feeling. Like I'm, I've been waiting for this since I was in the eighth grade. I mean, it, it's just as good as I thought it would be. Uh, I. I it's so it's so sad, but it's such a foreign feeling to be sitting here a month in and we're undefeated. Four and oh. Like we don't have to play the spoiler anymore. Like everything is right in front of us for anything that this team can possibly accomplish. You're not looking at the schedule wondering if you can make a ball game. We're not we don't we don't need to rely on other teams to beat somebody. Like you know, we win two out of the next three, and we're playing in December for a chance to go to the college football playoff. Got a really stupid question to start this off with. Got a private message. They want they wanted to remain anonymous, I think, because they know of how stupid this question is. Would you take the win? What what felt better? He said the win on Saturday or six. <laughs> I mean, there's no comparison, right? The win on Saturday. Exactly. There's no comparison. I mean, it's... I mean, if you're telling me I hadn't had sex in 11 years, maybe. <laughs> no sex, no masturbation for 11 years, maybe I would compare it. If you're telling me no sex for 11 years, but I can still masturbate, I'm cool. I'll take the win. <laughs> I take the win every single time. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's a bad question. How did you feel... Inside Neyland Stadium, as the clock hit zero and you just euphoria just just rained down on everyone, everyone was hugging and crying. How did you feel over where you sat? Like I was just trying to like just fully soak in what was happening. Seth Hughes, you're a goddamn liar. You left in the second quarter. Tell I everyone the back. truth. You came, I came back. You came back. Yes, we came back and we're in the back in the stadium with seven minutes left. How did you get back in? Uh, we ran past the ushers, and they chased us until we started <laughs> climbing the steps, and they decided it wasn't worth it. <laughs> so, wait, wait, wait. You text, me a, you text me when Tennessee goes down 21 nothing. Okay, so I'll just – let me just tell the story. Let me just tell the story. Just tell the story. Okay, so we're down 21 nothing, and we leave, and we're staying at a hotel in Cedar Bluff, and we're back at the hotel before halftime's over. Okay. Shout out to those and, tw- shout out to those long ass twenty minute half times. Yeah, so we watch it unfold, like, and so after Josh Malone scores on the on the post route to go up uh, twenty eight or thirty one twenty one, 
Luke's like, all right, we have to go. So we sprint from the hotel to the car and do 105 on the interstate. <laughs> I'm While as, we I, were watching the game on the CBS Sports app. <laughs> and we park somewhere in the Ford. I can't remember the street name, but it was further away than Laurel. It was like one street down from Laurel. And this, I don't even know what kind of parking lot it was. But it was like, an, it's, it's like 0.8 miles from Neyland. And we basically sprinted the whole way. So Malone scores that touchdown with how much time? Twelve minutes, 10 minutes left. left ten, I think it was. ten minutes in the game. Yeah, yeah. And then we basically sprinted the whole way. the The security guard wouldn't let us back in. After, and we were like, <laughs> we're like, I looked at him and I had the two tickets in my hand. He said they can't be reused to get entrance. And I said, dude, it's been twelve years. It's been twelve <laughs> years. And he right. said, I don't care. Have you have you been have you been drinking at all at this point? No. Okay. No. And so then we go to another little portal at gate 21 because it's so big now. There's, you know, four entrances. And the usher has his back turned and we take off and just sprint. <laughs> like full throttle sprint and the usher goes, hey, hey. And like, we don't even, we don't even turn around. We don't stop. We just keep on going. And then, so we make it to the steps and when, and we turn around and look, and the ushers are still coming, and we take off sprinting up the steps. We climb all 50 steps or all 50 rows to the concourse above X1, and we watch it from there as we're huddled over a trash can trying not to throw up. Like in between plays, we would just lean over the trash can. So are you dressed in sweat at this point? Yes, dude. I was just covered in sweat. I was so nasty and so gross, but we got there with seven minutes left. And we even got to see the Josh Dobbs touchdown because we stopped to watch it on a TV at a tailgate, saw him <laughs> score, and then took off running the rest of the way. Would you have so punched? Would, would you have punched the usher in the face to get in? No, but I couldn't believe it. I was pleading with him, man. I was, and like, at what point? Just, what would have been the top dollar you could have bribed him with? How much would you? How much would you have paid to get in? Well, we we try so funny you talk about bribing. When we got down to Cumberland Avenue, we saw a Papa John's driver who didn't he wasn't we didn't think he was delivering anything like whatever. He was like coming back from the dorms, and we held him down, and we're like, dude, we'll give you twenty dollars in cash right now if you take us to the stadium. He's like, no, I'm not gonna do it, <laughs> and we're like, twenty dollars cash now. He's like, no. So who takes? So we just so we just take off sprinting again. So who is who is the person that's taking their job more seriously than than they should be? The Papa John's driver or the or the old ass usher that wouldn't let you in? So both both of those. First of all, both of those guys are assholes. Let's get yeah, that out of the way. Absolutely, one hundred percent assholes. But I gotta think that like there's some, there are some security concerns involved here in letting people back in. The Papa John's driver is an asshole. Dude, it's a tenth of a mile to the stadium for twenty dollars. That's better than any tip you're gonna make all night for actual work completed. But the, also the ushers for trying to chase us down. Like these ushers are like senior citizens. Like they're on AARP. Like <laughs> the best part. And they're trying the to best chase part. Us down. The best part is I think that you probably got them fired. <laughs> you probably got those old ass men fired and the. You know what happens. You saw what happened with Joe Paterno. When you retire and you don't have anything to do, you die. 
You probably <laughs> you probably killed both of those men. Blood is on my hands. But it was worth it. Because the streak's the streak, the streak, the over. The streak's over. The streak's over. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Like, nobody, like, people can make fun of me for leaving, whatever. I don't care. It was justified. We came back and won. I was there to see us win. Like, I don't care. I don't feel bad about leaving. I have sat through so many ass whippings from them in my life that I was simply not going to watch them beat the shit out of us on our field again. I have too much pride. Like, I don't care. I don't care. Have you seen my man? Have you seen my man, Jake Wallman? Did, did you see that video? Yes, I saw that. <laughs> I, I saw him. I recognized him immediately because I follow him on Twitter. And I was like, I just kept he, getting my, he, he my, had on your shirt. Yeah, I was going to say, my Twitter kept blow, getting blown up and people saying, hey, this guy's drunk and left the game and he's in your shirt. Yeah, and, like, and at so halftime is at halftime we're down twenty one. So all I say is legend, and then yeah. we lose, <laughs> or we come back. First of all, and then everyone's ripping him. I watched the video. I feel bad for the kid. The kid's hammered. Whoever is the new, whoever was the journalist, the reporter That's there, an asshole, you're man. you're an asshole. That kid is completely drunk. Don't put him on the air for cheap tricks. Yeah, no kidding. That's messed up. That's messed up. But yeah, I saw him and I started laughing and like. I show it to Luke, and I'm like, this dude's in one of John's shirts. <laughs> they were everywhere, baby. The ranch gang was out. I know. So we were at a tailgate. So we were at a, a tailgate, and my friend Naveed had one, I had on one of your new shirts. Uh-huh. Um, and he said, like, I didn't see this. I wasn't there yet, but we're talking about it. And he's like, yeah, somebody saw my shirt and just came up to me and asked me where John Reed was. <laughs> Buddy, they were everywhere. Like there's there's 120,000 people on that campus right now. And this dude wants to know where one person is. Buddy, there were so many people come up want to take a picture with me. It was great. I don't doubt it. They dude. all came up and said, "Where's Seth? The podcast is great. We love it." And I said, "Thanks, guys." And then they made me do the Florida week you can go to hell on Snapchat. <laughs> They're out here pimping me out. Before we before we get to the good stuff, Tell me the, uh, uh, a texter writes in. Tell me the absolute worst thought that crossed your mind when we were down twenty-one nothing. So mine was like I'm. I just was like because McElwain. I'm thinking to myself, McElwain is completely schooling Butch. I mean that that screen pass, that screen pass that it went was up, beautiful. It was perfectly set up. Oh, it was beautiful. It was erotic. It was it was erotic football, and that like. Like, I just had to tip my hat to McElwain because, like, his play calls were so perfect. He was just schooling Butch. We know McElwain's going to school lame-ass Kirby Smart. And so I was just thinking to myself, when he gets his players in, because he's got another awesome quarterback commit committed right now, I'm like, this dude, this streak's going to go to 20 years. Like, we're not going to beat Florida forever. He's going to run the East. And I was just thinking to myself, how depressing <laughs> – that is to sit through seven to eight more years of this. I had already gone uh, into crisis mode. My Twitter was getting lit up from Florida fans, from Tennessee fans turning on me. And my, I just was going to bite the bullet of most, most Florida fans. I was, um, I was just calling them brother a lot. <laughs> they all kept asking me how the ass whipping tasted. And I was just like, well, it's not good. Bro. I was like, I was like, it's not good, brother. And then they'd all kind of apologize and be like, "It's all good, man. Love the video. It was funny." But then there would be a couple that would come at me wrong. So I was balancing an act between being nice and falling on the sword, 
and calling others fuckboys and challenging them to fights. There was one kid who tried to get, you know, was yapping at me. He sent me like four tweets in a row. He's like, you know, how's it feel? How's it feel? And I was just like, well, I take solace in knowing the fact that you'll wake up tomorrow and still be a fuckboy, and I won't be. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. And all he said I, back was, man, I was just talking about the game. You didn't have to make it personal. <laughs> no, screw that dude. Screw that dude. They were, no, they were nowhere to be found. I love our text encounters during the game because we always get off to slow stars. We always look miserable. And oh, th- th- this week, the only thing we talked about was how everyone in the world knew on fourth and goal – that Kamara was going to run that run run that quick out pass, and the only I, know, I, know, the, I only I took solace in the fact that it was not returned for an interception for a touchdown. <laughs> I sent that like all like I got a text from you, and all it was LMAO laughing my ass off. I was like, I was like, yep, yeah, we're getting the shit beat out of us. <laughs> and then like I went on that tirade about Jason Croom, who ended up playing a really good game, and so good for him. He stuck it out. I can't imagine how good it feels for people like him, Latroy Lewis, and Danny O'Brien to have to put up with Derek Dooley's shit to now beat in Florida. But I was so mad that we ran that play to him. I was like, how do you not run that play to Jawan Jennings? You know? I mean, but the, yeah, the fourth down play, as soon as Kamara came in the game, if like if Seth Hughes, who didn't play a down of football in his life, knows what play is coming. Jeff Collins is over there on Florida's sideline laughing his ass off. Like I said, I I considered it a moral victory that it was not a pick six. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I'm not one of these guys that thinks, hey, get under center. You have to get under center. Go eye formation. But please don't throw a, a fade route to, to Jason Kroom. And no offense to Jason Kroom. But four plays. You do the read option. Dobbs keeps it first down. Let her take it the second down. Do a quarterback power with her her lead blocking on third down. Like you're getting in two yards on on one of those three plays. Yeah. Well, see, I um I would like to see just in general UT go pistol. Yeah. Because I, I think that Hurd is definitely an I formation back, and like we're not gonna go under center. Okay. Okay. Whatever. But pistol allows you a chance to have the best of both worlds. You're not under center, and Hurd can get downhill. But only, my thing is I want Dobbs to run, too, though. I want to have that option. Yeah, I know. And if he well, keeps it, I'm, I'm fine with that. Right. But like you said, you know, you had four chances. If you line up from the two and get Hurd going downhill, like, it's better than doing a, it's better than doing a fade route to Kroom and then the, the rollout little Camaro where he just escapes and tries to right. get loose. Um yeah, I mean, my whole thing with Kroom was, like, I mean, what – why is that play – nobody on the offense has really deserved that call besides Malone and Jennings. And Jennings especially has a propensity to really go fight for the football. So take your chances with him in a one-on-one. Juwan Jennings is my favorite ball. Yeah, he's a dog, dude. He's I no, mean, he's, he's number one. He's my guy. Yeah. The fact he beat somebody's ass before he even got on campus at some par- graduation party. I knew I was going to love him. He comes and immediately says he's okay with playing receiver. Didn't care. Knocked somebody's head off on special teams his first game. I mean, the guy just gets it. He just yeah. gets it. And he burnt Jalen Tabor. He left him in his dust. That, he, yeah, wore, we- he wore gator skin boots to the press conference. Oh, that was amazing. Jawan Jennings, John Reed's favorite player. 
Yeah, you know that Michael Felder dude was like, "Oh, Tabor didn't didn't got bur- didn't get burned. He slipped." And I'm watching the replay, and I'm like, "The reason he slipped is because Jennings crossed his ass up." It's the dumbest thing in the world when somebody falls down on a basketball court. You don't say they slip. You say, "No, they got their ankles broke." It was the, it was the exact same thing. Yeah, it's like Jennings schooled him, you know, and like, okay, Tabor's a really good player. He doesn't need anybody to cape for him. We all know how good Jalen Tabor is. But you know who else is really good? Tennessee's wide receiver core. They're really, really damn good. Hey, hey, let's we got we got it. We gotta we got we owe some apologies. Oh yeah. We owe some apologies to to Todd Kelly Jr. Played a great game. He played awesome. Uh, I li- personally wrong. personally I I like to think he listened to the podcast and, and word got back to him and we helped motivate him. Yeah, I, I was I was completely wrong. He played amazing. He was he was flying over the field. Big game, Todd Kelly. Seven interceptions, I think, in his career now. I know he had a couple against Oklahoma and Florida. That's all that matters. Big game, Todd. Colton Jumper. Colton Jumper. Okay. Played, Colton Jumper played awesome. Colton Jumper. There was a sad part in the second quarter where I looked up, and we had Dylan Bates and Colton Jumper out there, and I was like, "Where the hell did this go wrong?" Yeah. So, but but Col- Bates did, Bates wasn't a liability. He made a couple good plays too. And Jumper yeah. Jumper was a madman even before people. I mean, now the secrets out. You saw Pro Football Focus or whatever came out yeah. and graded him the highest on there. But just in the stadium, you could watch he was lining up everybody. Like he he was taking control of the defense. There were many times he had the lineman shift where he wanted him to go. I mean, he he played really really well. Yeah. So I thought he had one bad play, and that was the first touchdown to the tight end yeah, in the back of the yeah, zone. He yeah. lost his man there. He did. But if he doesn't make that stop on third down, like Luke was Luke was talking about this on the way home, that if he doesn't make that stop on third down before we scored our first touchdown, like we might not win the game. You know, like if he does like him and Mosley had that huge stop and then like that started it. Like we got the ball back and scored immediately. You know, if we don't hold them to a three now and get the ball back and just do our thing, who knows what happens? Like, it, it, he, I mean, he changed the game. I still can't believe they won. I can't either. Twenty-one nothing, eighty-three to seventeen against Virginia for, against Virginia Tech in Florida. After in, after you're down thirty-five nothing, you you, you come back, you, know, you outscore them eighty-three to seventeen, and and the you know for sure one of those touchdowns by Virginia Tech is garbage, the, and you could even say the other touchdown by Florida yeah, I mean, was garbage. When you're down three scores with seven minutes left, it's garbage time. So 83, yeah. 83 to three is is what Tennessee closed runs on with their in their biggest games. You know, and it, it wasn't it wasn't just Colton Jumper like. I don't know why, but McDowell was was the last linebacker to come in for whatever reason. I don't know. Even though he was the first against Appalachian State, he played really good. But Dylan Bates was not a liability. Gavin Bryant, when he was in, was flying all over the place. Um, Kenny Bynum wasn't terrible. And then when McDowell finally came in, McDowell was really good. It was, I mean, two – you know, two of Tennessee's best players are the linebackers. Both are NFL players, and both of them were out. And have, have, we, have we got a have we got an update on Reese Maven? Uh, Butch said he's going to play. Well, he said he was going to play against Florida, and he got banged up pretty early. I mean, he got it, banged up when Trey Taylor running back. Yeah, is he going? He said he, said, he, he wouldn't rule thing? out. He said Kirkland's running, so he's not going to rule out Kirkland playing either. Um, be nice to have him back for this stretch. Right? Yeah, be nice. But all all of the the backup linebackers. Did really well. I mean, 
you know, that that's just good coaching. We we outcoached Florida. What, what were your thoughts on Austin Appleby coming out and saying the best team didn't win? That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Tennessee, if Tennessee does not drop five passes and like doesn't lose its mind in the ten, in the within the ten yard line, they beat the they still beat the shit out of Florida. And we were up thirty eight to twenty one, and the game was about to end. Yeah, but we would have really, really, really beaten the shit out of them. I don't know how anybody watches that game and leaves saying. Florida's better. Florida's not even in the same. Florida's Florida's not near as quality of a team as Tennessee. It's not even close. My thoughts when I heard him say that were okay, but I mean it's clear Tennessee's superstars made plays, and 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 whatever you want to say, Josh Malone's a superstar now. I mean yeah. he, he's a, he's a superstar in the SEC. He made a play. To, he made a superstar play. Derek Barnett was the best player on the field. He in the second half, he made plays and he dominated that second half. He completely stopped Florida's. He, he was he was collapsing Florida's offensive line by themselves. Juwan Jennings, yeah, I mean, Juwan Jennings Tuttle, beats your Tuttle best. Was awesome. Juwan Jennings beats your best player for a touchdown. Your your second best player, Marquez Callaway, takes two fair catches on the two yard line. Antonio Callaway. Antonio oh, sorry, Tuttle. sorry. Yeah, who the hell's Marquez Callaway? Is that he somebody? plays for UT. Okay, sorry. Who the hell is that? Who plays for UT? Who the hell is that? He's a freshman wide receiver. Okay, I know. Okay, I know. I recognize the name. My bad. So Antonio Callaway takes two fair catches on the two yard line. Well, you know, <laughs> and you got Tennessee. and you got out coached by Mike DeBoard. Big Mike DeBoard was out here coaching circles around you. Yeah. So we we spotted them seventeen po- or eighteen points. And beat the shit out of them in 30 minutes. Like, completely wiped the field with them. And they can talk about, like, I saw them saying if Luke Del Rio was here, they win. Why? Why would you think that? Look at what Bob Shute does in the second half. Why on earth would you think you win? If Tennessee has Cam Sutton and Darren Kirkland and Jalen Reeves-Maven, then they beat the shit out of you even worse. (laughs) I mean, come on. Tennessee had three, three NFL players out on defense and beat you like a stepchild. It wasn't three even close. top, probably at least top three rounds in the draft. Yeah, guys. Yeah, and you have Luke Del Rio out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, y'all would have won. Seems, though. seems fair. I mean, seems fair. And so, like, forget about that though. Can Mike DeBoard, even in the first half, the play calling wasn't the problem. I thought Malone. Or excuse me. I thought Dobbs. Threw a couple of catchable passes, but not good passes. Like, I didn't think any of those passes, except the first one Wolf dropped, were quote-unquote good passes. Like, they all required adjustments. Granted, they should have been caught, but they, were, they weren't good passes. Like you Malone, said. But Malone's got to catch that one. He does. He does. And so does was, Wolf. They do. That's fine. I get that. They're catchable balls. You need to catch them. But it's not like, I'm, I'm just saying, it wasn't just the receivers. Dobbs was a little inaccurate. Yeah. They say he started one for eight. A couple of those were drops. But, I mean, DeBoard was calling plays, like you said. I mean, you know, there's yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. many open. Whether or not there, it was Dobbs or the receivers, that's not my point. The point is they were open. Like, every one of them was open. Yeah, that, yeah the, the point that we're arguing over is moot. The, yeah. The, the broader point is that Mike DeBoard was awesome. And for all the people, including myself, who said 
that like there was no extra plays and that they weren't saving something up for Florida. We just sucked. We were completely wrong because they did things that we hadn't seen. Lining Malone up as a running back was brilliant. I told like, you, Mike DeBoer comes for the big games. Baby did against Florida last year too. Somehow like we last somehow we some, somehow we mustered twenty eight points last year against Florida or twenty seven points against Florida last year with a makeshift offensive line at the time. Yeah, like, he's out there throwing wide receiver passes. Mike DeBoer locked himself in the coach's box three days early, and he started scheming. And he came out here with a perfect game plan. Yeah, um, I mean, we did some things that were really damn awesome that we hadn't even come close. Like on the the, the wheel route to her, we ain't seen a play that pretty all year. God, you know, God, I thought he was going to drop it just the way the game, <laughs> just the game, the way the game had yeah. been going. But the play where Malone scored that last touchdown he had. Or the only touchdown he had, I guess. You know, he tore up Duke Dawson all damn afternoon. He tore his ass up. And we put Malone at a running back and shifted him out. And he was lined up on Duke Dawson. And he just outran him. Like, it was, you know, it was perfectly schemed. It was perfectly executed. It was a perfect play. And it was just weird seeing Tennessee's wide receiver. It was weird seeing Tennessee have better athletes in Florida. All over the field. And it was a perfect pass by Dobbs. Hit him right in stride. That's what I was yep. talking about. You know, if he throws it a little bit behind him, yeah, maybe he gets the first down, but he's not he's not going to the house. Hit him right in stride. Malone just outran him. Perfect. Yeah, DeBoer was awesome. Bob Shoup, it's like, I don't know what it is, but it's like as soon as Bob Shoup figures it out, whatever it is, it sometimes it takes him a quarter. This time it took him a half. It wasn't. Well, actually, all you, you know what his big adjustment was? I'm gonna take no. I'm gonna take Justin Martin off the field. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah, Justin Martin. Yeah, Justin, I felt bad because we talked about how we wanted a personal foul penalty. The opening kickoff maybe not have been maybe wasn't the perfect time for that. <laughs> maybe a little too soon. <laughs> maybe a little too soon. Didn't even give. I wasn't even in my seat yet. I got in my seat after Florida had scored a touchdown. Yeah, the, the people that the woman that sits in front of me, she my my language, like I was I was. A little. This might surprise you, but I was a little, you know, on edge before the game. And the game starts off, and he does that shit. And I had some colorful language, and she looks at me and just stares at me because I yelled it out. And I'm like, "Woman, like, turn around. There's nothing you can do. If I want to cuss, I can." It's not against a lot of cuss. That's what you should yeah. tell her. That's what you should tell her. It's not against a lot of cuss, lady. But there, I mean, there were some other things. I mean, like. You know, it's just like whatever it is. I don't know what it is because I don't know enough about football. But what I do know is that when he figures it out, the game is over. Like they might as well call it then and give Tennessee the win because it's over. They're not. They're not going to score. Like it's done. I don't know. I mean, that and that's why you hired him. You hired him to get it done. He got it done. Eighty-three. Eighty-three to three. It's it, that's insane. It's, it's so crazy. I, I wonder what they did all off season to tell, like, because this the exact. I mean, because I think deep down we were all afraid that like this team wasn't going to be any different than last year. They were older, they were better, they were stronger, but they were still going to fold mentally. But it's been the complete opposite of last year. I think Bristol helped. I think if that's a road game, maybe it doesn't happen. You know, yeah, you fall down fourteen nothing early, and it's a road game. You might not come back. Yeah, you still had a hundred thousand fans there cheering you on. Didn't really let that happen. You start getting, you know, you start playing well. 
and then you get some confidence that hey, we can fall behind early. Like I really think that helped. And I mean, yeah. and so far the best team on the schedule is Appalachian State. I mean, you you, you fight a nose, you fight a close one with them. I mean, Appalachian State clearly better than Florida. They only lost by seven in overtime. So, you know, you, you get that big test out of the way early. You, you find that hey, we, we're not. It's just winners little, find a way to win. You just need a little positive reinforcement, buddy. You just well, need a little like, positive reinforcement. Yeah. You start I mean, recovering fumbles. You start you start winning these close games, and you, and you don't think, hey, we're going to choke like we did last year. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's, it's the complete opposite. Exactly. It's the complete opposite. It's a snowball now. It's a snowball now. Like ha, you sound more excited. Oh, oh, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled, dude. It's. I mean, we're like, going to Atlanta, right? No doubt about yeah, it. We're going well, to Atlanta. There's no doubt about that. There's but like just forget about that for a second. Like we can beat every team on our schedule. Tell me why we can't. Like. A week ago, we thought we sucked. You thought we sucked. I said we were going to win. You said we were going to win. I was, out like, here, I was out here telling the world we were going to win. I'm, I'm putting my Putting my reputation on the line, saying that the balls are going to win, Seth. Like, While you were like, bitching and moaning, talking about how we're going to get our shit kicked in, I was out here holding it down for the balls. I've never been happier to be wrong, truly, truly. I'm not one of those people who hopes I'm right no matter what. I love the balls too much. But... Um, I mean, and I, I hate, not, I hate to say I told you so, Seth Hughes, but I told you so. And I'm happy you're right. I'm not this, I'm not some sheep. I'm not a sunshine pumper, but we looked like a top five team in the second half of that game. Am I not, I mean, am I not right? You look like a playoff team. You look like a and, playoff team. And you come out feeling so much better. Now, granted, I'm a little worried and it's like I said last week, Seth, you know, I thought we were going to beat Florida, and I'm worried about a letdown against Georgia. We're going to do another podcast later in the week talking about Georgia, but I do think my biggest concern is that you do get great performances from guys like Colton Jumper at home. I mean, that crowd, you, they had no choice but to win that game with the way the crowd was still in it. Yeah. Like, I mean, like the way the crowd was rocking, the way Florida, I mean, it was – what six minutes left in the third, fourth quarter before Florida even picked up a first down in the second half? I mean, you had no choice but to just come back and win. Yeah, and I, I was—I'm worried about that too. I mean, we need one of the two back this weekend at linebacker, um, and it's obvious. Everybody knows that. Like, we might can get away one more week with having a sluggish start because Georgia's really not good at all. I don't think they are either. They're pretty terrible. I'm. I'm like I'm going out on that limb and saying they're pretty bad. We we can probably get a win one more time with a bad start. I think we can get off, I think we can get off to a bad start offensively. I don't think we can get off to a bad yeah. start defensively. But in, but in but in but in twelve days, like there can be no bad start. Is A and M legit? Know? I haven't watched them at all. So I'm I mean it's they looked good, but. I mean, it was nip and tuck. It was nip and tuck. Arkansas's probably really not that good. Um, now, the biggest. I don't thing, think Arkansas is very good either. I mean, they've beaten TCU. That's what. That's where they're. And I don't think TCU's from. that good. I don't either. That's the problem with these these damn preseason rankings. But we've already talked about that ten times. It's yeah. stupid. I don't think like my my judgment from watching Arkansas was that they weren't good and that hiring John Chavis saved Kevin Sumlin's job because that defense flies around and 
Like they're 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 pretty good. They're pretty good. Now, obviously, Tennessee's weapons are a little step up than Arkansas. Right. Um, but they're not as good as Ole Miss or Alabama. It's a winnable game. Like I didn't watch that game and, and feel dread. Like I watched that game myself. Well, Trevor Knight, he's better than what I really thought he was, but he's not great. Like, I don't know if you can really say they're for real yet. I mean, it's still September, and Kevin Sumlin always wins in September. So, Curious to see how they play against Georgia. Like I, like you said, main key is I think you got to get one of those linebackers back. Like, like you, you pointed out, the depth played great at home, basically, you know, for three quarters. Got off to a slow start, but you, you do need one of those one of those NFL players back. Yeah, and now now this offensive line that Georgia has is might be it's it's up there for the worst in the SEC. And that means Derek Barnett's gonna go crazy again. And shots up. I mean, we are talking about a team that had to throw it fifty five times with a true freshman quarterback to have a chance to beat Missouri because they couldn't run the ball. And now against and a defensive line and now, that and, and, and now Chubb's hurt. Yeah. And he's not fully one hundred percent and Michelle's a great do it all player, but he's not an every down back. Are you going to the game? Uh, I'm probably not. Probably not. Why not? Well, I'm hoping I can get LASIK surgery this week. Are you a 70 year old man? No, but I'm tired of dealing with, with glasses and shit. So you'd rather wear glasses, or you'd rather not wear glasses than to watch Tennessee move into the top 10, move to 5 and 0, 2 and 0 in the SEC, and, and take a stranglehold on the East. Is that what well, Yes, yes, John. That's that's definitely what I'm saying. I've been to Athens twice. It was miserable both times. It's like, a revenge tour, Seth Hughes. I know. 2016, a season about revenge. Listen, I don't want to hear season, it about road games. A season about, about making it to Tampa. I've been to tons and tons of road games. I don't think I'm going to win this week because I'm hoping I can get LASIK surgery. Got to be ready for A&M. And I will be at A&M. Give me some more thoughts about Florida. Uh, they suck. I mean, they don't suck. I hate them. Suck. I hate them so much. Uh, yeah. So, as someone who has grown up in Alabama, the only four years of my life I haven't lived in Alabama were the four I went to Tennessee. Like the Alabama game has always meant more to me, but I hate Florida more than Alabama now. Like I hate their fans. Their fans are like. If you've lined up 10 Florida fans in a row, nine of those 10 are pieces of shit. And you can't say that about any other fan base besides Florida. They're shitty people. I hate them. I hate them. They're trashy. They're white trash. They wear white K-Swiss and cargo shorts, have chin straps. Oh, oh, they wear jorts, not cargo shorts, jorts. They wear, they wear both, dude. They suck. I hate them. You saw the people. You look. Take one look at the majority of those cretins that were that were that were tweeting at you, and look at them. Not a single one of them went to Florida. They there's all, nothing. They all have hair gel. There's nothing worse than Florida fans in Tennessee. There's like because those dudes, those people are just Florida fans because when they were growing up, Florida was winning. That's the only reason why. Do you think Florida fans wake up today realizing that all they had left in their program was the streak? Really? Like, do you think? Do you think? Because that's that was always their trump card to Tennessee fans. Yeah. 
I mean, they've not had. Yeah, they went. To, they won the East last year, but for the most part, they haven't been very good. They don't look like they're going to be good this year. I mean, does it really matter? Like winning the East was nice, but the way they yeah, finished they fi- the season, you can't feel good about that. And then you got your shit kicked in by by Alabama. I mean, that's yeah, cool. You beat a bad, you know, you, Tennessee. Everyone, everyone knew that Tennessee was the best team in the East. Yeah. You know, I mean, you win the East, it's awesome, but the guy who looks like he's going to be a multi-year starter and NFL draft pick gets kicked off. Then you get beat by Florida State. You're not even close to being as good as them. You get your brains beat in by Alabama, and then you just get hammered by Michigan on New Year's, and then you follow that up with a whole nine months, nine and a half months, you've been saying. that was Basically, all they talked about for nine months was Tennessee. And you just get you get blown off the field. Like, you don't have the athletes. You get outcoached. Players you were look, crying in the locker room. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, that, yeah, it's got to suck to be a Florida fan. And good, they deserve it. They can all go to hell. Amen to that, Seth Hughes. I hate them. God, I felt miserable when it was 21 nothing. Oh, shit. I got caught stealing somebody's drink at the bar on Friday. <laughs> that was the worst part of the weekend until we were down 21 nothing. My man came up, talked to me, said he, lo- said he loved the podcast, said he liked the videos. I didn't know whose it was. Five minutes later, I see a, just a brand new whiskey and Coke sitting right there on the, on the side of, a, of the pool table. And I just pick it up and start walking off. He's like, hey, bro, that's mine. I was exposed, Seth Hughes. You were exposed. I was exposed for the asshole that I am. But at least we won, and I'm still Tennessee's asshole. This train can keep rolling, baby. No one has to jump off the Reed's Ranch podcast bandwagon, Seth Hughes. Because nope. this train's still rolling, and it's going to roll to Atlanta. The Vols are undefeated. Did you see the Tennessee State representative? The yes. Get, yeah. get, get, get kicked out for punching a Florida fan? Did you... By chance, just scroll through his Twitter feed. No, I didn't. Give me what? What, what was he talking uh, about? Well, he called some dude like a faggot or whatever, <laughs> and said, "At least I don't look like you wearing lipstick with three other dudes." Like, so this guy's just a psycho. This guy's just a damn redneck who ran for public office, and I'm guessing, I'm guessing, I'm guessing that he ran for public office because he couldn't do anything else, and like his daddy knew somebody in Middle Tennessee or something. He's not some like you know. He's not like some politician like looking to make his way up into well, Tennessee. He's, get, he's getting like he's getting labeled as a politician. Yeah, I mean he 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 holds office, but it just well, feels... he did he did he did hold office until he had apparently got expelled for twenty two sexual encounters with women. <laughs> well, it's just they made, my... him, they made him quit because he had been having too much sex, too, fondling too many women. <laughs> it was my personal feel from rolling through his Twitter account that. He got into uh, civic service because he couldn't do anything else. Why are you putting him down? He's our super fed now. Hey, good for him, man. He's a VFL. If anything, he makes me want to vote for him more. I was going to say, his VFLness trumps trumps his his other personal problems. Yeah, like, is that except, really going to... Except that he wears headphones at the game. <laughs> He's one of those old men. Like, my dad you used to do that shit when I was growing up. You can't wear headphones to the game. Yeah. I mean, who like? I just don't understand. If we had John Ward, it would be one thing. But you really want to listen to headphones to Bob Kessling? Come on, man! I bet Bob created magic though when Jennings Jennings hit Taylor with that stop and go. 
Well, Tim Priest said, uh, take that, Tabor. That was pretty good. Take it, Tabor. Take that, Tabor, is the new money. That was pretty good. Buddy, feels good to get this win. It's just like, you know, we – that, like, that Florida game didn't define the season. But, like, if we didn't win it, we weren't going to do anything. Like, we didn't win it. It it defined the season if you lose. Yeah. But, like, it's like now that you won, you can really do anything. Like, I've, I've – I've held back from saying that all along, but like you really can. We looked awesome. We looked so bad in the first half. That was oh, miserable. It was miserable. I wa- I made the trek at halftime to the concession stand to get a refill of my souvenir cup, <laughs> and everyone is just there, just walking around like zombies. Like, what the hell are we doing? Why are we still here? Why do we still care? And then just short, 30 short minutes of game time later, it was euphoria. Seth, when, yeah. I, when I was walking out of the stadium and I took my shirt off to cut that promo, you should have seen people's eyes light up. They felt alive again. Some people knew who I was and knew what I was doing, but I like the people that didn't even know what I was doing. They just loved it anyways. Because <laughs> they thought we were back. There were some old people near me that was like, yeah, man, you tell them. You tell them. It, it, John, that was an awesome video. It was an awesome video. So was the one you made on Friday. The Applebee's 2 for 20 line was amazing. You know, I know, I you know, know a million people have told you that. You know how many assholes were like, oh, he's, he, he's carving you up right now whenever he kept beating Justin Martin. By the way, a one-on-one deep ball is probably, what, the second easiest throw to make in the game? Yeah. I think it is. I think it's a pretty simple throw. So, I mean, we're just going to, like, surely – Saturday, we just roll out with Mosley and Buchanan, right? Yeah, you got Like, it. if you need an extra defensive back, it seemed to me like they were putting Foreman in at the end. Because Golden is the nickelback now. Right. So, the sixth defensive back, just put Foreman's made some really good plays in his career. I feel infinitely better about the secondary than I did this time last week. Yeah, yeah I mean. Now that, I, now that we know that Todd Kelly is good again. Yeah. And, and that like, he's ready. Now, and it, it's like it it makes such a big difference when Derek Barnett decides like he wants to be the best player in the game. Derek Barnett and Juwan Jennings, two dogs, two Tennessee boys getting it done. That's what I love. Go across the I board. Know. They're almost all Tennessee guys. Yeah, that's 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 probably the best part. Juwan Jennings, Tennessee boy. Malone, Tennessee boy. Todd Kelly, Knoxville boy. I mean, the list goes on and on. Barnett. Heard. Heard. So, are we, like, prepared to say that Chance Hall is just really good? Yeah, he's the man. Because, it, like, I didn't, like, I knew it was going to be a big help, but I didn't think it would change the whole line. I don't want to complain. I don't want to end this on a negative, negative tone. But why the hell, when you've got first and goal from the two, do you keep running to the left side? Especially after Jason Robertson had been banged up. Go to the right side. Yeah, run behind Hall and Jones are your bell cows at the offensive line. Take Jalen Hurd, make him a lead blocker on the right side since you don't want to have a fullback, and let Josh Dobbs run right behind him. Josh Dobbs still didn't want to run the ball the first half. I know, I know. But hey, they did in the second half, and we looked like one of the best teams in the country. Yep. 
some, yeah. some idiot on ESPN was like, oh, Vegas has caught up. Vegas is out on the balls. They've caught up to them, too. They've only made them a three-point favorite at Georgia. That's an improvement over where they were before the year when they were the most overhyped team in the country, according to those guys. It was a, yeah. pick, it was a pick in the preseason. Tennessee, yeah, still, mean, Tennessee still has the eighth best odds to win the title. Tennessee's a top eight team in Vegas, you idiot. You stupid yeah. idiot. I was surprised. The line opened up at four and then went down to two and a half in like an instant, right? I never saw it at two and a half. I just saw it at three. Okay. I saw and it at back, three. What's it back up to now? I just saw three. I mean, that, three sounds good to me. I mean, that, that's where it should be. Yeah. It's an, I mean, as, it's an SEC road game after a huge win. In, in a series that is always close. You Look, my boys, my boys are out still partying. They're still living it up, looking for women, feeling great. They need to they need to refocus by like Thursday, but like right now, I'm I'm not overly confident about the Georgia game. We'll talk about it later in the week, but I mean, they're college kids. They're not, you know, even professionals have lapses after big wins. And one more thing before we go, Seth. Do you feel like I'm an idiot for still thinking momentum doesn't exist? I got a lot of that. I don't know, man. Like I I, 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 it's definitely overplayed. I've never been, like, I've never been one of those guys like you who's like, it doesn't exist. Well, here's um, my, my, my defense is, where was the momentum after the, after, after the muff punt? Like, we didn't, we didn't capitalize on it. Shouldn't that have been a momentum play? Well, I think more than Shouldn't Florida have scored after they stopped us on fourth and goal? No, they ended up punting right after that. I mean, what the second half was, was one team's better than the other, and they kicked the shit out yeah. of them. That's what I was about to say. It felt to me more than anything that it more than anything the second half was just about Tennessee's better than Florida. Tennessee's better than Florida. There were 102,000 bloodthirsty lunatics, and Austin Appleby remembered that he wasn't good enough to play at Purdue, and like, Derek Barnett was eating his lunch. Nom nom yeah. nom nom nom. It was more about the fact that Tennessee was so much better than Florida. They wasn't a momentum. Them- it wasn't momentum. It's just they kicked their ass. Yeah, I mean Tennessee was Tennessee is comfortably better than Florida. I don't know how anybody can make any other judgment on that game. Tennessee didn't win by fluke. Tennessee gave them 18 points and was up by 17 in garbage time. Tennessee whipped their ass up and down the field. Nick Williams asked, "Would beating Alabama and going moving to what six and zero be a better feeling than beating Florida?" Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Because I mean, if we're Everyone remembers being happier about beating Arkansas than beating Florida in 98, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel so, too. Because like, once you get past that stretch, you know that, hey, you can do something really special. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's not, like there's, about, not, it's not like there's a not, not a nine-game streak the other way, too. So, I mean, you're, you're in a pretty big streak there, too. So, if we're 5-0 and going into that Alabama game, or 6-0 and going into that Alabama game, and they're undefeated, which they will be, that's CBS is going to option that game to be at night. Peyton Manning is going to be legend of the game. I mean, it's going to be like an incredible atmosphere. I don't even know if you have to be seven and or six and zero. Oh, I think you can be five and one, honestly. Yeah, if you're five and one, because that, yeah, if you're five and one, yeah, you're right. But I'm just saying, I'm just. But saying. yeah, you're setting the scene of what the question was. I get it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Everyone's undefeated. It's the biggest game of the year. It's the marquee game. Two top five teams. Because Tennessee will have to be top five if they beat the hell out of Georgia and A&M. It's it's all that. It's the two most prestigious SEC football programs of all time. You know, it's like there's so many storylines. You know, it's uh, 
I mean, it would be winning that game would be would be really, really, really special. Danny O'Brien saying we put the hose in their mouth. That was amazing. When I saw the quote, I was hoping he was talking about his penis. <laughs> referring to them having to suck Tennessee's dick after that. But the the quote about making them drown was pretty cool, too. Yeah, he's I, awesome. I do wish it was about them giving oral sex to, to Tennessee, though, after they whipped that ass with 38 unanswered points. I really do. Like, I, I really can't imagine what it is like for those guys who played for Dooley for one year. I mean, it has to be the best feeling in the world. Not only that, I mean, the last, I mean, first two years of Butch yeah. weren't that good either. I mean, yeah. Just, the, but just the transfer, just the whole journey. No, I know. They deserve it. Yeah. Good for them. Good for us. We deserve it. Yeah, we do. We do deserve it. And that's why we deserve it. And that's why I'm going to talk shit to Florida fans for the next year. I'm not going to let them forget. It's been 365 days since they beat us. They get so like – they're so mad about it. I know. They're I really so hate, mad. I really, really, really hate that Andrew Spivey blocked me on Twitter. He blocked me too. He sucks. Most of the Florida fans I can't find anymore. The problem, the problem Seth, with going viral and being, and being the voice of a generation is I can't go back through all my mentions and find all these idiot redneck Florida fans that talk shit to me for three months. I can't find them. My mentions yeah. won't load up enough because too many people want to talk to your talk to the boy, Seth. Yeah, but I'm gonna find them one day. I'm gonna track them down. Seth, appreciate it. It was a pleasure as always. Any final thoughts? No, let's go beat the hell out of Georgia. I hope you get LASIK surgery and can see it in in, in 2020 vision, buddy. I hope so too, buddy. See you later. See you. <laughs>